Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show for those interested in the big and small moments of history. I'm Gabe Lusier, and today we're celebrating a grocery innovation that most of us take for granted, a humble strip of black and white lines known as the barcode. The day was June 26, 1974. Products marked with barcodes were sold for the first time at a supermarket in Troy, Ohio. These days, you'll find a barcode on nearly every product you buy, even fresh produce. These universal product codes, or UPCs, allow a store to keep track of its inventory and easily pull up information on each and every item it sells. The system is so ingrained in society that it's easy to forget not only how revolutionary it was, but also just how necessary it became for the growing grocery industry. Of course, we now use barcodes for just about everything, not just groceries. But the supermarket really is where the idea started, way back in the late 1940s. One-stop supermarkets had only been around for about a decade by that point, but grocers were already lamenting the slowdowns caused by their ever-growing inventories. They were now stocking hundreds or even thousands of different items, and every one of them had to be individually price-tagged. Then, at checkout, the increasingly frazzled cashiers had to key in each price by hand, and for products that didn't have price tags, they had to look them up one by one. Those delays became more frequent as time went on, leading grocers to pine for the good old days when they could stock 200 items or less and get customers through their stores much more quickly. Eventually, one store manager in Philadelphia got so desperate, he went looking for help at the local Drexel Institute of Technology to see if they had any ideas. And while the dean of the school ultimately turned him away, 
word of the grocer's troubles caught the attention of a student named Bernard Silver. He outlined the problem to his friend, Norman Joseph Woodland, who was an inventor and a graduate student at a different college. Woodland thought it was an interesting challenge and started brainstorming potential solutions right away. Gradually, he got so engrossed in the project, he dropped out of grad school to focus on it full-time. It was a bold move, especially since it meant giving up access to campus labs and resources. But in the end, Woodland's inspiration struck far outside of a laboratory. After quitting school, he moved to Miami Beach, where he lived rent-free in an apartment owned by his grandfather. And it was during that Florida getaway sitting right there on the beach in 1949, that Joe Woodland had an epiphany. He thought about Morse code, which he had learned in the Boy Scouts as a child. And then, without thinking, he began drawing vertical lines in the sand with his finger. Years later, Woodland reflected on that moment, saying, quote, I remember I was thinking about dots and dashes when I poked my four fingers into the sand, and for whatever reason, I, d- I didn't know, I pulled my hand toward me, and I had four lines. I said, golly, now I have four lines, and they could be wide lines and narrow lines instead of dots and dashes. Now I have a better chance of finding the doggone thing. The lines were a good start, but Woodland and Silver would still need a way to read the code they formed. And since there were no lasers in 1949, that posed a steep challenge. Back in Philadelphia, the pair built and patented a rough prototype of the system Woodland had envisioned on the beach. The resulting scanner was the size of a desk and used a 500-watt light bulb and an oscilloscope to read a code formed by the lines. Sadly, the device didn't work very well, and although the idea itself was sound, there just wasn't a way to execute it with the technology available. Even after lasers were developed about a decade later in the early 1960s, there was still a long period when the public wanted nothing to do with them. Most people thought lasers were like the death rays of science fiction stories, so the idea of installing them at every check lane in America wasn't on anybody's mind just yet. Thankfully, the public's fear of lasers had diminished by the early 1970s, and that's when a research team at RCA dusted off Woodland and Silver's old patent, and set to work. To be clear, though, the patent wasn't for the rectangular barcode that Woodland had dreamt up on the beach. Instead, he and Silver had patented a different design, shaped like a bullseye. They thought that shape would be better, because it could be read accurately from any angle. However, representatives of the grocery trade weren't convinced. RCA had successfully tested the bullseye in its lab, but the concentric circles of the design made it difficult to print without imperfections. The need for legible codes eventually led back to the rectangle, but the final design didn't come from RCA. At the time, Joe Woodland was working at IBM, and when he heard the bullseye had been rejected, he convinced the company to take up the challenge of finding a replacement. It would be no easy task either as during all that time of trial and error, members of the grocery trade had formed a symbol selection committee, which had its own strict criteria for deciding whether to adopt a UPC or not. It may be surprising to hear that grocers were so particular. Given how desperate they were for a solution to their inventory troubles, you might assume they'd take whatever they could get. And honestly, 
Grocery store owners and managers probably would have, but the committee also included manufacturers, and they were historically resistant to the idea of a universal product code. Their chief concern was the extra cost and inconvenience of having to print a code on every cardboard box or tin can they produced. But after four years of back and forth, the committee finally came to an agreement. The requirements they settled on were that the code had to be small and neat, no more than 1.5 square inches. To save money, it had to be printable with the existing technology used for standard labels, and it had to be calculated so that only 10 digits were needed to represent it. Lastly, the barcode had to be readable from any direction, at great speed, and with fewer than 1 in 20,000 undetected errors. It was quite a tall order, but an IBM employee named George Lauer eventually delivered a workable, rectangular barcode. In the end, about 90% of the Symbol Selection Committee said they had high confidence in the symbol they selected. And rightfully so, as the barcode worked so well that less than one year after its selection, it was ready to be rolled out to the public. The first store to test the new technology was the Marsh Supermarket in Troy, Ohio. On June 26, 1974, a cashier named Sharon Buchanan scanned the very first item marked with a UPC. The first shopper that day was a man named Clyde Dawson, the head of research and development for the Marsh store. And because I know you're wondering, yes, we do know what item she scanned. It was a pack of Wrigley's Juicy Fruit Chewing Gum. Clyde Dawson reportedly chose it on purpose because Wrigley's had helped solve how to print a barcode on something as small as a pack of gum, a major concern during development. Choosing that product for the inaugural scan was a way for Dawson to show off just how well the UPC technology worked, as well as a way to say thanks to Wrigley's. The upfront costs of adopting the barcode system weren't recouped as quickly as predicted. But over time, as more stores began to use the system, the cost of the hardware fell significantly, encouraging even more stores and customers to get on board. And it's a good thing they did, since the average American grocery store now stocks about 40,000 unique items, a level of variety that just wouldn't be possible without barcodes. The scanning of the first UPC was a major milestone in retail history. But it is a little bittersweet that it wasn't Woodland's design that won out in the end, even if the final product was based on his original concept. That said, it still must have been a thrill for him to see his idea come to fruition all those years later. And because Joe Woodland lived until the year 2012, he got to see the full impact his invention had, not just on the grocery industry, but on modern society in general. Because in addition to retail goods, Barcodes are now used to track all sorts of important things. Rental cars, airplane luggage, package shipments, even wild animals. From a few lines in the sand to one of the handiest tools of the digital age, barcodes have come a long way. I'm Gabe Lusier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you have a second and you're so inclined, consider keeping up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find us at TDIHC Show. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can get in touch directly by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. 
Thanks to Chandler Mays and Ben Hackett for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 